welcome to episode 178 of the Laps Gamer Radio podcast. I'm your host, Mark Hamer, and joining me tonight, Mark Chazzy Ray. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. And Andy Piddy, I'm still, n- I, I don't know how many years in we are, I'm still never going <laughs> to pronounce your surname. Pidietsky, hello. Pidietsky, I should remember that. Um, but I always, I always like, I know it's that, but then I always second guess myself when I come to say it, and everyone just calls you Andy Piddy anyway. Yeah, so. that's it. Seems easy. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, it's been a few weeks since we've done a uh, what have we been playing podcast because Andy was subjecting us to another horrible, horrible movie. <laughs> um, but uh, anything you know interesting? Reverse oh. psychology. So that you get to love games even more now. Okay. One way to look at it. I don't see the logic. <laughs> There's no logic in madness. No, because it's that film made me hate everything a bit more. <laughs> like it, 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 it ever so slightly diminished my ability to feel joy. So. Thanks. Oh, right. Um anyway. <laughs> is anything uh anyone got any any news, anything interesting happened in the last few weeks then? No, mate, I'm just anything to report now. Go play. I, yeah. I went to a shop. Oh. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone but have you been to the pub? Nope. No, I mean, no, fuck no. I haven't been to the pub either. <laughs> fuck that. I went into game. Fuck that nonsense. Sitting at, sitting I, you went to game pub gun. Yeah, I went into game and walked out with a physical copy of a game. There you go. Wow. I know. New or used? New, sealed. Uh, sl- what did what was it? Slave Aspire. Um, it's one of these I've been keeping my eye. Oh right, right. Okay. Six pounds. That's something I've been looking at playing uh, a few times because it, it's uh, it looks. It's um. Like the one of that, I don't know what you call that particular like genre card, of games. Card, card, card yeah. battlers, TCC, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. There was the um, uh, uh, oh god, um, what's the series with all the rope steampunk robots? And there's different um, steam, steam, steampunk steam world. Steam World, yeah. um, yeah, Steam Steam World, Steam Punk World, Steam World, yeah. Um, there was like Steam World Quest, which came out earlier, which is a similar sort of style. I don't know what the genre is called, but it's it's yeah. always intrigued me, and I've never Ooh. tried oh, one out. But um, yeah, is that yeah, a Monster that Train, one... like Slade Aspire and Monster Train, the yeah. Two that yeah. Are, like everyone sort of goes mad for. Yeah, Slade yeah. Aspire is like the one that's uh, the been, one. everyone says is like the one to play. And I think yeah, it's. Yeah. It might be on Game Pass, you know, um, or it was on Epic Game Store for free or something like that. I'm sure I've yeah, got it, it somewhere in one of my libraries. I probably will um, do, but six pounds for a physical copy. Can't can't argue with can't that, really. That, can't argue with that. Um, was it busy? Mm, no, no, I don't think so. I haven't been into a shopping center. Uh, since yeah, sometime early two thousand and twenty. Um, Blimey. I've been Blimey. to supermarkets. <laughs> um, I haven't been into a clothes shop since nice. the before the pandemic started. Um, so the only shops I've ever been into, yeah, the only shops I've been into is, is um supermarkets. Ooh. Um, so it's just I don't know. 
it would feel weird walking into like a shopping center now. But yeah, I can imagine. Um, I, I, d- I also have like no particular urge to do it. I've got the same as I've got no oh, urge to go in like, the pub. I don't want to go to I a restaurant. I actually down as like queuing up all night outside like a Primark or something, mate. Just you know, um, <laughs> you know, I'm not that desperate to be honest. In, 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 in need of like, you know. I've got enough pants. I'm all right. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not that desperate. But um, you know, it, I, fair play to people who did. Like you know, I'm sure that people were desperate to go out clothes shopping, and not everyone wants to buy buy clothes online. I don't like buying clothes online. I like to be able to actually yeah. see it touch it before yeah. i buy it not like you know most other things that you can get online quite happily but um oh no, no tell a lie i have been into other shops i've been into Ooh. i've been into quite a few diy stores over the last like year whenever whenever they've been open because you know we bought yeah. a house in the middle of a pandemic and then suddenly needed like garden implements and tools and <laughs> paint and stuff like that but um Every, yeah i haven't actually yeah. Yeah, I haven't been actually out properly shopping or anything. So that was exciting, Andy. Um, anything else? Any Anyone else do anything exciting or interesting? Play, play some board games with some friends. Mm-hmm. Nice. So. Any particular? What, what board game did you play? Uh, War of Whispers. Uh, really good. Um, I have no idea what that is. Basically, you have a power secret societies and moving armies around. Plays really well. Okay, really good. Fair enough. Like I played Space Quest with my son. <laughs> I played Space Quest with my four-year-old son, and he had absolutely no idea what was going on, and he just liked moving the pieces around. So we just, I just didn't bother playing it in the end. Just <laughs> let, let him just use it as a diorama. Yeah, fair enough. Have battles with. Yeah, I no, did. My parents fun. got me some board game when I was a kid. That it was one of those like D and D adjacent board games. Yes. Um, I wish I could remember what it was called. Uh, but it was, I, I, you know, I didn't know what the hell was going on. I and and like it, it was. My parents didn't realize what it was either. And so I got this no. board game for for me and I presume my sister to play. Um, but. We never ever played it. I think we set the board up and then played with the little plastic like figurines a few times, but never played the game. And I don't know whether my parents have still got it in their loft or whether they like sent it to a charity shop or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've never, I've ne- I haven't had a proper adult board game session ever. Never played like and you know a grown up board game. Uh-huh. We should play so when, when yeah. if we ever eventually get to meet up, I'll, I'll bring my copy of Wrath of the Shard along, and we'll we'll all play that. Yeah, oh, I've got that. Like I've got Settlers yeah. of Catan or or whatever. Catan, Carcassonne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the classics. All the classics. Um. So yeah, no one did anything. No one, nothing else. No other news over the last few weeks. Nothing of any interest. All right, I've got some stuff. It's probably not of any interest, but um, there you go. Uh, just a few little bits and pieces. The only the only interesting stuff that's happening in my life. Um, PC situation. Um, apologies for people who who got fed up with me rambling on about PC nonsense over the past few months, but um, you know, sorry. Um, so my graphics card. 
on my PC that I bought when it came out on launch day and then waited three months for it to be delivered had like a weird problem that persisted and then completely disappeared and didn't rear its head again for like a month and then came back and then wouldn't go away again um and these graphics cards are like gold dust at the moment still like it, the situation's got even worse uh, as they've gone along to get hold of her because i've got an rtx 3080 um and they're yeah they're very very hard to get to get hold of so i got in contact with um scan who i'd bought it from uh, and said like this graphics card's not working properly i need to send it back they're like okay fine here's your rma thing um We'll get DPD to go and pick it up. And I was thinking, right, okay, this is going to be the beginning of a long, arduous process. They'll pick it up. They'll send it to, is it because it was a gigabyte graphics card, gig, the gigabyte um, Eagle um, RTX 3080. So it'll send, they'll send it to Gigabyte's UK offices. They'll stick it on their test bench, um, determine maybe that something's wrong with it. Possibly they won't and they'll send it back. But if they do determine that something's wrong with it, then they'll have to stick it on a boat and send it out to wherever thailand or wherever the hell the um gigabyte head offices are i can't remember where they're from um to them to possibly fix it or from the horror stories i'd I'd read more than likely say there's nothing wrong with it and then send it back on a ship all the way back to the uk so it could be sent back to me and i can plug it and be like no it's still not working right um and so i had to go and so i was without a graphics card which you know rendered my pc a a rather expensive paperweight but um friend lent me um a an old graphics card 2012's hottest graphics card actually um which can handle <laughs> it can handle a lot of old games and it can handle some indie games and it can like it can handle um final fantasy 14 on Anything from 2013 and yeah well it can handle um final fantasy 14 on um like medium settings at 1440p and it's not a graphics card that was really designed to do 1440p this was still well in the 1080p era like because back in 2012 you weren't getting 1440p monitors really um but it'll do it and it'll still put in a, a you know a, a frame rate that's that's the average is well above 60 frames a second which is kind of nuts um but it was still like most of my library wasn't going to, wasn't going to play couldn't play hitman couldn't play destiny can't play um a set of course or in those games or whatnot um which is kind of a shame so i kind of resigned myself mm-hmm. to playing some mini games for a while and then scan emailed me a few days ago and they were like uh yeah we've put it on our test bench and we've we've found that it's um that it's uh, not working so we're going to replace it I was like oh what the fuck they didn't even send not it really. back this is well outside the 28 days they're not even going to send it to a gigabyte they're just going to replace it um <clears throat> so then i phoned up um i went on their website and i was like they don't have this graphics card in stock how are they going to replace it in fact they don't have any graphics cards any 3080s in stock at all like you cannot you go on the website you cannot buy you can't buy 3060 3070 3080 or 3090 there are none no i've been trying to buy one yeah and it just it's impossible so i phoned them up and i was like um so you said you were going to replace my graphics card have you got any sort of time frame as to when you'll um be able to get it and i was like um Bear with me, man. I'm just going to go and check if we've got, we've got it in stock. And he puts me on hold before I can even say, you haven't got it in stock. I just checked your website. And he comes back and he's like, yeah. we haven't got it in stock. I was like, I know you haven't got it in stock. 
Um, <laughs> so what happens next? And he says, well, what we'll do is we'll, we'll probably have to offer you an alternative. And I was like, you haven't got any alternatives in stock either. And he's like, oh, no, we will. <laughs> it's like, I checked your website. You haven't got anything in stock. Oh, don't worry. We'll send you an email. Don't worry about it. And so I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> we'll see what happens. No, no replies. And then I phoned back a day later and was like, uh, I spoke to someone yesterday who said they were going to offer me an alternative to this graphics card that, that you're having to replace. Um, and then I never heard anything about it. He's like, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Um, uh, we'll, we'll get the guy to, to give you an email back in about half an hour. And I was like, I'm not going to get an email back. But then half an hour later, I get an email back from him offering me like three alternative cards. I was like, but mm-hmm. I looked up these. I went and looked those specific cards up on their website and they're showing us out of stock. So I guess they do have some cards that they just don't sell or maybe they just got some stock in for oh, they have got, got stock that had just yeah, come in to fulfill some pre-orders and now I'm taking somebody's pre-order card and they're one further back or in the queue they're taking them out of their um or they're taking them out of their um like ripping them out of their you know when they do their like pre-builds they yeah I don't think they yeah, so I don't know if they were doing that, that because because they haven't got any fucking pre-builds for sale <laughs> either and that they haven't had for ages um that's what a friend of mine, the, the friend of mine who lent me the graphics card that I've got in the moment. That's what he's, that's just what he's doing at the moment. Is he wanted a thirty sixty um, Ti, um, right. and couldn't get hold of one. Yeah. So um, yeah, he bought a, a bought a pre built with a thirty sixty Ti in it, um, and then took it out right. and then stuck his old graphics card in there and then sold that to a friend, like the whole PC. <laughs> Um, he, he was uh, like he got like a, it was like a 1080 um, or low 20 series, and so it's still going to be like a fairly capable machine. But it was like the only way that he could get hold of a new 30 series card. But anyway, yeah, they offered me like a, these three alternatives, and I went through, and like two of them were gigabytes, and I was like, I've already had one gigabyte crap out on me. I'm not going to bother with that. And then the third one was uh, an EVGA. Um, EVGA right. 3080 XC3 Ultra. Uh, so then I went and did some like Googling online, and all three of the cards they offered me were a decent chunk more expensive than the one that I bought. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're just... So I said, like, okay, I'll take the EVGA card. And he was like, okay, we'll get it sent out to you. It may, it may be turning up tomorrow. At uh, uh, the time of recording, it may be turning up over the weekend. But um, they're not charging me any extra for it. So I've got a nice. more expensive card than the one that I bought. Blimey. So fucking everything's coming up millhouse um so that's good um on the less good side sorry headphones your headphones my headset oh the ones i had to destroy yeah uh yeah they sent me very specific instructions on how to i can't believe i didn't come back on that yeah they had some very they sent some very specific instructions on how to destroy the headphones i had to like separate the left ear cup from the frame um, the only way I could figure out how to do that was with like a pair of bolt cutters, which just like cut the ear cup off uh, at the top of the stem. And then they wanted photographs of it from the front and the back and the sides and whatnot, but they didn't want anything else doing. So like the batteries, um, the, the covers, the ear cup cushions, the DAC, all the cables and everything like that, I've now got duplicates of because I didn't have to destroy the rest of the stuff and i just sent it some pictures and they were like okay right. here's a voucher for you to order a like for like replacement and they sent it over and yeah that arrived uh i don't know about a month ago and um yeah it's been it's been working fine um cool damn good headset uh, hopefully this one doesn't break on me um because it is a very good headset um so yeah 
I'd quite like to go through the rest of the year of not having to return stuff. But in terms of breaking things, yeah, um, yeah, that's continued. Um, <laughs> so I got I got uh, into a car accident. <laughs> so uh, back before Christmas, um, my car went in for its MOT, and it's a fifteen-year-old Vauxhall Astra. Because um, I, you know, I don't really care about car that much. I don't drive that much because I can walk to work and I use it once a week to go shopping or whatever. So I didn't bother getting anything new. Um, the garage came back and said, "Like it's failed its MOT." No surprise there. I thought it was going to fail its MOT. And he was like, "I don't think we should repair it." I was like, "Okay, why?" <laughs> um, because the cost of the repairs is worth more than the car. Okay, fine. Then we'll just scrap it. No problem. It's fine. We've got another car. Um, and so I've been driving around in my, my partner's car since then when we needed to. Uh, and then I was going around a roundabout and I was in the left-hand lane and a guy in the right-hand lane decided he wanted to get off the roundabout and the fact that I was in the way was of no importance to him. Um, so he turned off and crunched the front um, driver's side corner of my partner's very nice car. Um, and the insurance said they're just going to write it off because it's a uh, again it's about 15 years old and it's a fairly rare I mean you you see them about but it's the, there's not lots of them you know fairly rare t- Japanese two-seater sports car uh, and some of the bits wow. like the lights around uh, just one of the lights around cost a thousand pounds to repair wow uh, to replace and so yeah they, they said like we're just gonna scrap it but so we've gone from two cars in the space from in a few months we've gone the space of having two cars to having no cars um although the insurance company appeared to have um well the insurance company appeared to have forgotten about us at the moment uh, because they they emailed over an evaluation from a partner's car and then that was it no no one's phoned us or anything like that um and that was about a week and a half ago (laughs) and we're still just driving around in the courtesy car so (laughs) As long as we keep quiet, we've got a vehicle to use. But um, that's some that's some it. crap. Uh, what else? Um, oh yeah, I haven't been able to go into the office. Uh, for I've, I've needed to go into the office for the last few Did days. You break that as well? No, <laughs> but our organisation has kind of changed around a little bit recently, and I needed to go in to pick up my new swipe card. But I've not been able to go in to pick up my new swipe card because I've been on poop watch. Um, let me explain. Uh, this just sounds. You need the um, men's awesome. diapers. Right? <laughs> Kaida's not very well. Kaida, our bearded dragon's been not been not very well for for uh, uh, about uh, a week or so. She's she's not been eating as much. She's not been basking as much. She, she keeps on like hiding into the corner. She just looked generally a bit miserable. Um, we figured that maybe the she wasn't getting enough UVB light um, because bearded dragons come from Australia. They're used to being out in the sun a lot. Uh, and important to their help is getting specific forms of um, ultraviolet light, specifically UVB. And so we've got like a strip bulb in there, and it's been in there for about five months or so. Um, and they say that they last about a year, but they reckon that you should change them every six months because they stop pumping out. Like you can't see, it's still giving out light, but they're not giving out the UVB radiation. Um and a tester to be able to see how much UVB is being putting out the light costs about 250 quid. So we thought, let's not do that. Um, 
So we got and went and got a new light. When we were at the pet shop and, and um, the, the reptile shop, and my partner was explaining to the woman behind the counter about what's going on. She says, "You might want to get her like a stool sample sent off for analysis because it sounds to me like she's got pin um, uh, pinworms." Um, yeah, which is apparently it's not that uncommon. It's not. It's not particularly uncommon for uh, bearded dragons to get them because they can pick them up from from crickets which she used to eat up until fairly yeah. recently um oh. but she's kind of gone off them and so we've moved her on to dubia roaches instead but um we think that she might have pinworms and so but because she's not been eating much she's not been pooping much and so my partner's been uh, working at her office and i've been working at home and i've had to like every half an hour or so run downstairs and make sure that she hasn't pooped because she, she has then i had to like scoop it up put in a little container and run it down the vets um and i did yeah she didn't poop for four days i mean it's just running up and downstairs checking she didn't poop for four days and in the end we had to like put her in a put her in a bath of warm water and like gently rub her tummy um to try and encourage her and then she finally crapped in the bath then i had to scoop it out of the bath water and (laughs) <laughs> put it in a tub and take it down the vets it's but not, it's not your couple of weeks oh, is it really man. this is the second time we've had to we had to go to the vets over her she managed to uh, i think she she when she was eating crickets it's fucking crickets just don't feed, don't just stay away from crickets then just mm. they're just a pain in the ass they don't they're they're impossible to keep because they they just, they just desperate to die they can't help it they just love dying and the ones that <laughs> that don't die are, are full of parasites and and uh, they they hide in their tank, so you've got to like hunt them down at the end of the night because you don't want to leave them in there because you hear horror stories about crickets like chewing on bearded dragons while they're asleep. Um, and yeah, we uh, a while ago she like was wolfing some down, and we figured that she must have like swallowed one without even chewing it, and it may have like scratched or bitten her on the way down, and so she got a bit of an infection in a mm. in her neck, and her chin swelled up loads, and so we had to put her on antibiotics, which was fun feeding her those um and we'll have to go through the whole thing again to deworm her if if she does have pinworms like we think she does if she doesn't then i don't know we'll have to figure out what what else could be wrong with her but so the thing is my wife has all this kind of trouble but but just with me yeah <laughs> yeah 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 you know she has to put me in the bar I yeah i mean i i love kai she's she's a sweet little thing and she's got bundles of personality which like which you don't expect reptiles to have but she's got loads mm. we, we love her to death but at the same time sometimes i say to zoe like couldn't we have just got like a normal pet like a dog yeah. <laughs> or a or a cat <laughs> or a guinea Not pig a or something cat, yeah <laughs> Guinea, we should got a guinea pig. Pre- I wanted precursor. to get a guinea pig, you know. Guinea pigs are really easy. All you do is stick them out on the lawn, and they mow your lawn for you, um, bring them in at night, and that's it, and they're happy. That's all they care about is, is, is getting cuddles and eating grass. Um, you know what it is? It's a precursor. <laughs> this is your precursor to a child. This is this is the training, isn't it? Yeah. 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 This is it, mate. Uh, I know. I, we, I think we've just been a. It's, we've just been unlucky. It's just one of those things that happens. Everything comes yeah. in threes. Yeah, it's one of those learning experiences, yeah. isn't it? Like, especially with an animal that's that's slightly mm. away. They from don't. Them. Never rains, but it pours at the moment because then the council took our fucking brown bin away. Motherfuckers. 
So the old lady that lived in this house before, she paid for the brown bin. Uh, for those who don't know or don't use a brown bin, that's for like garden waste collection. Um, and uh, yeah, she'd paid for it for so many months. And so we had it paid up until like September last year. Um, but then like the people who come around and collect the bins, they're not checking every house to see whether they've paid for it or not. And so we're like, we'll just keep putting the bin out yeah. and see if they collect it. And they did. So... Yeah, <laughs> we just kept putting the bin out. For it. You have to pay, you have to for, pay it. for it. In certain authorities, you have to pay for it. Uh, and it turns out in in our local authority, you had to pay for it. Uh, and then in all the surrounding authorities, it was free. But now all of the surrounding authorities yeah, and this authority have now become one unitary. And now everybody has to pay. And it's like £50 a year. Um, Bloody hell. And I, just, I could just get a, now, I could I? just get a brazier. And like burn. The, well, I mean, I've got a compost bin in the garden for like lawn cut lawn. You know, um, uh, when you mow the lawn, you put the cuttings in there and whatnot. But some of the, some of the things that isn't going to degrade, like when we trim like trees and things like that, that wood's not going to degrade. That's not going to compost. Um, and I can't get abrasion and start burning it because uh, there's houses in all directions, so it doesn't matter which way the wind's blowing. I'm going to be messing up someone's day. Um, so. Well, we'll have to fix. We might have to pay for the bin, but yeah, because like the the authorities changed yeah, structure. Time. Obviously, someone was like cleaning house and was like, "All right, we're going to make sure that nobody's got brown bins out that they weren't being paying for." And if I'd known, I would have hid it, it. but we didn't. Um, and then they came around, and then <laughs> on the phone to Zoe's mum, being like, "Hide your brown bins before they can come and steal them." Um. But yeah, that's about that's, that's that's about everything. It's just one thing after another at the moment. But Mark's uh, I don't use a brown bin. Well, we've got one. But um, what do you do with your garden waste? So, I've got a gardener. You've got what? <laughs> it comes and just mows the lawn every two weeks, and then um, takes all the waste away. Well, I had no idea. You don't know that Andy lives. Yeah, bougie bastard. I had no idea. I thought you were a like you know, salt of the earth, man of the people. I, am, I thought you did your own gardening. Telling us that I hate. I hate gardening. Oh my I hate god! I'm not gonna... What else have you got? Have you got a maid as well? Have you got a cleaner? No. I don't, I don't believe, I don't, I don't trust you now, Andy. No, this no, is no. I don't like gardening, so <laughs> my wife doesn't like gardening. Um, I mean, got nobody garden, likes gardening, so. but it's just one of those things that needs doing. <laughs> I can't believe yeah. you've got so gardening. It's getting done. Oh man, it's getting done. We're helping the economy. You know, he's earning his money. He comes up and um, does a good I job. Came today, mowed the lawn. Pretty awesome, actually. Love it. And also, our garden. I you what, you probably even hit me more. Is um, it's all landscaped. Oh God. Um, when we first moved in. Did you did you pay someone to do that as well? No, that was a gift. All oh, right. Um, for all the hassle moving in. Um, but it's all got evergreens in and um, plants that just take care of themselves. Oh. So basically, I haven't touched the garden. Lazy since son of a bitch. For Nearly five years. <laughs> we've got a um, we've got oh. a crab apple tree up in the corner of the garden, 
which is going to need some trimming at some time. Mm. And I just, I do not have the equipment to trim it. So I'm going to have to borrow some from, I don't know, my parents or something like that. But also like, it's, um, it's great for me because, um, I've got like a free supply of crab apples to make crab apple wine and crab apple cider. Uh, but it just, it sheds, it's just too much. Um, and it sheds loads of them on the ground. And so I've got to figure out some sort, I'm going to have to put like some sort of net underneath the tree. So that the, when the crab apples fall, they land in that instead of the lawn, because then they just kind of rot in that corner of the garden and just become one with the ground. And if you go over it with a lawnmower, it just chunks up, and you you've got chunks of crab apple in the lawnmower. And uh, our garden is not particularly big, but it's turning out that it's actually fairly high maintenance. Um, so I might have to trim some of that back. Anyway, what the fuck are we this talking about? This is a You'll have a gardener. I'm this not going to get year. a gardener. I'm not going to get a gardener. Well podcast. Honestly, <laughs> even if I could afford it, even if like, you know, if I had lots of money and I could just afford to just throw money in a gardener, I wouldn't get a gardener. Out of principle, Andy, I am disappointed in you, son. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is supposed to be a video game podcast. So, um, should we talk about what videos we've been playing? Getting the gardener lets me play video games. Um, I can't think of any video games where you play as a gardener. Oh, apart from actually, no, no you, you can lawn mowing game coming well, out soon. Well, yeah, and I guess there's, there's an expansion to uh, House Flipper where you can do outsides of the houses and the gardens as well, and you can dress up as a gardener in Hitman. I guess you can play a gardener in a lot of video games. Hmm. Anyway, um, Chazzy, hello. Tell me about Outriders. So, Outriders is a game. <laughs> from well, Square I'm Enix. glad to hear that. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> Outriders is a lot of fun, if probably not the most inspiring game in the world. Um, I've been having a lot of fun with Adam uh, playing at co-op on the streams on a Tuesday mm. night. Um, best way I can describe it is, or sort of just give you a, a, an overall feeling of what this game's like, is do you remember the f- first sort of Borderlands game? Where you didn't give a monkeys about the story, but you were just having an absolute whale of a time running around, shooting things, and then picking up different guns that did different cool things. And I mean, it's just all about plowing through. I didn't give a monkeys about the story in Borderlands Two either. This is it, right? Sure. So yeah, all right. So the Borderlands franchise in general. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, it's it's that kind of game where using your power. It every, this game does everything it can to reward you for using your powers um so you are uh what they call an altered well, i won't go through the story because I, I, i'll be honest i wasn't really paying much attention but essentially you wake up out of um cryostasis and you now have special powers um i'm something called a trickster which is kind of a short range um i can create a like a massive stasis time bubble and uh, all my powers are time-based, so I've got another thing where I can run in on a group of enemies and kind of do like a time slash, which ages the, the things in front of me, and you kind of get to see their skeletons and stuff as, it, as mm-hmm. the power goes off, um, and that kind of causes massive damage to like a big group of enemies. And then, like I say, I've got a, at the moment I've got this like big stasis bubble, which is just incredible for kind of you run in, drop the bubble, 
everyone becomes like pretty much semi-frozen. You step out, and because you're outside, you're now firing into the bubble, and you can just take out massive groups of enemies in like in next to no time. And the cool thing about this bubble is it freezes everything. So any bullets that are coming your way, you can see them and just walk around them. Uh, we even had it the other day where there was like a mortar strike about to hit us. I dropped the bubble and you could see the actual missile mortars coming in to, you know, destroy us. And we just sort of sauntered our way out of the bubble and moved away before we got killed. And it was, yeah, it's just like a really incredible set of skills. Um, I think um, Adam's plan is the pyromancer. So he, like everything is mm. about his stuff is kind of more mid range, medium range, sort of medium to long range. So he can chuck out like lots of fire, uh, like walls of fire and stuff like that. But the key difference about this game than most games is that every time you use your ability and it makes contact and it does some damage, you get health back from using it. So the game is constantly asking you to get yourself into crazy situations to use your powers to completely refill your health. And especially if you're then doing that in combination with someone else, you get, you know, you just get some amazing things going off on screen. Like, like I say, firing off a stasis bubble. Adam throws in a load of fire. Everyone's set on fire in a bubble with mortars flying down and bullets everywhere. And it just looks incredible. And um, yeah, the combat design's really. It I think like when you were watching the stream, like you were saying that it, it kind of looks like a game from sort of early PlayStation Four era, you know, kind of like like a gear, well, like a mid gears of war game, you know. Yeah, I mean, so, so I played uh, the 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 demo of it for a, for a little while on PC. Mm. Um, so probably comparable to how it looks on um, on the next gen consoles because I had everything turned up to maximum, um, yeah. and it still did not run particularly well. Like the frame, there was some serious frame rate dips, uh, and it didn't look that good. Like not as good yeah. as I thought it should. Now we should, of course, bear in mind this is made by people can fly who are a double A studio. I would. I would say really. Yeah, they're they're a they were like sort of the they they've done they're things not, like Gears well, of War Judgment. They've done um, Bullet Storm. Bullet Storm, which was very good, uh, but it was also Bullet not Storm. like there's another game of those. It was kind. Of, it's not Double A is not the right, but it's at the lower no. end of Triple A. They're not a huge studio, you know. Um, so I can kind of forgive them from that, but. I started playing it in like the prologue section, like the the the, the very beginning before the game like mm. takes its like hard left turn. It, it's just the worst introduction to the game that you could imagine. It's awful. Oh, gotcha. It's like uh, something bad happened on Earth, so these people have come down to this alien planet, and you jump out and you're running around, and it's, it feels like it feels like the story of Mass Effect Andromeda, which, oof, but it feels like the gameplay of Mass Effect Two. Uh, which was fantastic a decade ago. Um, this is well, it, a bit right? more than a decade so ago now. Like a, um, a yeah, slightly it, older game. It really does. Design perspective. 
But then once you get past that prologue and it takes that really hard left turn, then it's like, it's not just a straight up cover shooter. You've got all these crazy powers and it's in this like post, uh, like futuristic, but Mad Max kind of world. And there is a lot of a Borderlands feel, but with significantly better writing and none of the awful forced humor that they insist on putting in there. Um, by the way, the writing for when I saw is still awful, but awful. significantly yeah, better even, than Borderlands. But that's that's not, not particularly very well either. I know that's not a particularly really high bar to, to to reach to be honest yeah. to be better than Borderlands, um, but yeah, it just feels like a game out of time. Um, mm. It's easy to be like, oh, it's like Destiny crossed with the division and and i found myself yeah. making that comparison but it seems like it's not that at all because there, there is more there is, seems to be you way more scope in character it. builds in the like the massive like skill trees than there is in either of yeah. the other games but it's also not really a open world games as a service thing it's more like a cooperative oh, no, story rpg it's, everything's instanced. There are side missions, but you're going back into parts of, like, every, every like everything's a fast travel point. So it's not an open world, as such. Mm-hmm. Like you don't. It's not like Destiny where you're going from place to place to place and then back to a hub, and then place to place to place. You know, in sure. in, a, in a big environment. This yeah. is you go to a section. There is a flag in the ground. You go to that flag and it says, where would you like to travel to next? And then that yeah. will take you to a distinct set of, like a distinct environment or instance um, where that side quest might be. Pardon me. Um, yeah, and it's just, um, in one way, it's very efficient and very kind of like, it knows what it is and it doesn't, it's no nonsense. And then you kind of go, right, I want to go here, 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 and here. Right, I've got enough XP now, let's move on. Um, it's, it's, it's weird, like you say, some of it is really just something, it's like um, comfort, you know. You've played games like this for 10 years now, but... And it's like an old set of slippers or whatever. But then there's other stuff in the game where you think, actually, this is really smart. It's got this world tier system. So rather than having, like, you know, beginner, easy, well, medium, hard. That's kind of, that was nicked from the division. Right. This is it, right? So it's got that world tier system that I, I but I really enjoy this. Where mm-hmm. we, it's a good system. It's a good system. Through. It makes sense yeah. to steal it. It's a good system. Yeah. And it's just that thing of like, You'll be getting better loot if you're getting through the game. If the game's easier to than you than to uh, someone else, then you won't keep dropping down through the world tier. So you, you know, you'll be getting the better players will be getting the better loot, which you know. And it's always, but it's always adjusting the difficulty as you play, and it's always knocking you up a tier by having you level through these world tiers. And I've been really thoroughly enjoying that. I mean, like Adam and I hit a. There's some weird, what I would call like weird difficulty spikes where it will knock you up a world tier just as you're getting to something that's quite a big sort of boss battle or something. Or it may just be the way that, we, that we're playing and we just happen to like sort of level up at the, in the wrong places. But you can get into a cycle of, you know, get, like just hitting these massive difficulty spikes where you just can't get, can't get past an area. So then you have to knock it down a world tier to get past it, but then you're not getting enough XP mm-hmm. to then move the next world tier along so you're always just constantly 
just sitting there like we are at the moment. We're just in world tier six and we're just spinning our wheels sort of half with the XP bar at halfway because we're doing well enough to get the XP up to halfway or just beyond. But then we get into an instance where we can't kill anything because it's a little bit too overwhelming and our XP gets taken away again. So we just, it, yeah, it's just, it's just weird. It's just, it's it's a good system. These are the it does level out. But these but. are the problems that they had that, that came up with a world tier system in the first division, like the end game for the division yeah. one, and they learnt from those mistakes and they made appropriate changes. Uh, and it feels like mm. people can fly have just not learnt from other developers' mistakes no. on this stuff. And it's not to yeah. And the thing is, is like. <laughs> I'm thoroughly enjoying playing this game. I, I'm having a lot of fun playing it. I think Adam is too. Yeah, it looked like you uh, and, yeah, from watching the streams. You know, and it's... And like I say, mechanically and from a moment-to-moment gameplay, it's it's thoroughly entertaining. It's a thoroughly entertaining game and it's fun to just, like, you know, team up and make sure we're coordinating our kind of skills and stuff. And I'm really, really enjoying it and I really want to get to the end of it. But it's just weird, like... Adam sent me a text the other day saying, I've just looked up on the kind of like level list and we're about halfway through the game. And it's like, blind move. We've only played it in like two, three hour sessions. We're like six hours into it. Like, how short is this game? Um, but, um, well, I wonder if there's like yeah, how much end game weird. stuff there's going to be because like the, the main story in like the division and the division two, I, and I keep coming back to, to this example, and it, is, it is, is a lazy comparison, mm. but uh, whatever. I'm going to keep making it. Um, the, the campaigns in his games weren't that long because it was kind of funneling you towards an end game. And I don't know, I haven't looked into it enough whether there is much of I a. I don't think there is an end game. It's in not this. like. Because I don't think they're trying to pitch it as a games of service. I don't think they've tried to pitch an end game scenario. No. I think it is literally you, you know, you play through this as a single player campaign. Jobs are good and right. Thank you very much for your money. See you on Outriders 2. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing actually wrong with that. I think this, mm. this suffers from. But it's, it's, it's sort of caught between two They stalls. should know that those ga- this sort of game is going to invite those kind of um, comparisons, you know. Comparisons, and it's a shame that because yeah. they should like maybe have said no, or, 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 or I don't know, but done a better job of saying like it's not like that. It's more like say a Borderlands where it's like yeah, you can play it with other people. Um, yeah, but. It's a story with a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah, this is a co-op loot shooter. This is not an open world like. It's know, not a game as a service, service yeah. game thing. Yeah, yeah, and I think that everything you've ever seen of it, and even the, the, when you were playing it in the demos and stuff, they kind of didn't ever not say it wasn't doing that. If that makes sense. So yeah. No, um, I mean I didn't know anything about it when I first started playing it, and then when you started landing on this planet, it's like, hey, we're going to come here and make this this planet a new <clears> home. <throat> Um, for a second, I was like, "Are yeah. they? Like some of those environments. Be, are this could as be well. kind of a cool concept. Maybe it's going to be like, um, uh, oh god, the second Xenoblade game, the one that's not related to the first mm. one or the second one, where like you're sort of terraforming a planet. Xenoblade Chronicles Cross. I thought it could be like that. Um, yeah. It's not that at all. Um, oh god, no. No. Um, but I mean, you're right. It's a real shame that it's not." on Game Pass on PC like it is on Xbox. I don't know why oh, because I would quite happily jump in and play a few hours a week with you guys um, 
and yeah. but, but like it's like 50 quid on consoles even on ps4 and i downloaded the demo <coughs> to see what it was like on ps4 cool, wow. it was like maybe if it was cheap i could pick it up and we could still play because it's got cross-platform play You're picking it up for 30 quid like, you probably get outside, it worth yeah you know. but it runs like shit yeah, on ps4 it runs so bad yeah it it's just muddy blurry horrible textures uh the frame rate that struggled to hit 30 um and that's on a ps4 pro so yeah. uh yeah not happening not happening no exactly yeah it's, it's a weird one because obviously i'm playing it on game pass so i've got completely different you know um, expectations out of it. Like I'm getting this game as part of my subscription, mm-hmm. and like for the money I've paid for it, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. But if I'd have paid 50, 60 quid for it, you'd be pretty I would annoyed. Be absolutely fuming. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I, I don't know and why it's, it's not it's on Game Pass on PC. Mm. Um, it's a real shame. But there you go. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, good mm. game. Good, good game. Are you enjoying it more because get people together? Are you enjoying it more because it's co-op? I was it enjoying it playing it single player it? as well. I did single enjoy player. it, but there, it's definitely right. one of those games that's much better with a friend. I have to say is that I've got much more enjoyment out of it hmm. playing it with Adam. Um, yeah, just just because there is this whole, you know, there's the, like you, you're reviving your friend, you know, like we're combining abilities. So, and the good thing is, is the way that we've got it set up is that I my character is someone who has to rush in. So where I was getting very confused was, is I was doing the Gears of War thing, running into an arena, finding the first low wall, Mm -hmm. hiding behind it and trying to pick guys off. And you die instantly because you're not using any of your powers. But because my character is set up so that it can, it's quick and it can rush in. Literally, I've got to go it, like run through past all the walls, get to the people and then set all my powers off and, and get right up and close and personal. Whereas with um, Adam's character, he's, his character is more of a hide behind the walls, throw out you know, throw out his special abilities and kind of hit people from a bit more mm. distance. So like between the two of us, actually like coordinating, right, well, I'll run in here, I'll set this off, that'll slow everyone down, that gives us like a bit of a barrier between us and them, you set off your ability. I'll cover you from here. I'll flank. And I have to say, I've got. Bit, I've got to say, I've been quite impressed with like the enemy AI and how it like starts to flank you and um, pressure you into kind of move. It's always trying to get you to move. So they're always throwing grenades in to get to force you out of cover. And it's trying. The whole game is trying to tell you not not to mm-hmm. stay static, which. You is know, an antithetical to a cover sheet. It's great in one way, but also like, well, this is it, right? It's 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 almost a bait and switch to to a degree because it's like, oh, here's an arena with loads mm. of low low walls, but the idea is you're supposed to sort of run in, do whatever you've got to do, get your health back, hide behind the wall, pick a couple of guys off, mm. move to the next wall, and be constantly moving um, around. To be fair, those. The, the, like the division spots. two in particular uh would do that a lot because like mm. uh you couldn't just like sit behind a wall because the ai was super aggressive and they would send uh, enemies out to flank you yeah. and they try and flush you out with the grenades and whatnot and so you couldn't just hunker up behind a wall um and just sit there like you couldn't no, like i felt years. that with the division it was still a little bit more fair well fair or like it, it did let you bunker down a lot longer Whereas this mm. is like literally, you you kind of stay there for a good 
10 seconds and it's already throwing a grenade at you or someone's trying to run around to flank you. It's constantly yeah, wants yeah. you to be moving. Yeah. No, stop, 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 stop. But um, like I was saying to Adam on the stream, like I feel like out there's an Outriders 2 that if they make the right decisions and take the right lessons from this game, I think it's a really exciting, interesting Outriders 2. I would love for them to be able to make um, a sequel, but it's mm, being published by Squeenix, and you know what they're like. No amount of success is good enough for them. (laughs) It's got to do huge numbers, numbers or they just like, or they just say, no, it's it's this is bad. We'll just, I mean, like, look what happened to um, Deus Ex, like uh, uh, Mm. Human Revolution and Mankind Divided both did very well. Um, but not well enough for Squeenix, and so they I, killed it. I just feel like they've positioned this as a mm-hmm. bit of a tester, in as much as they had their big games as a service with. Oh, and that like, went the so game, well, the Avengers game, and that went so yeah, and that went <laughs> so south that I think they put this one out as a kind of well, let's try seeing what doing a similar thing but making it more like you know single player focused mm. is all about. And let's also put it on Xbox, you know, in Game Pass and, you know, see if we get more engagement that way and then see if that actually, like... So I think this this experiment seems to have worked and it's just I'm just hoping that the numbers that Square were looking for are the right numbers to get a sequel because I think, yeah, they're definitely onto something. Mm. But, um, yeah, what? I don't know yet. But, yeah, be interested yeah. to see a sequel. Well, yeah, so that's, that's what we're playing. One. We'll see, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, nothing else you want to talk about in other games? Um, I'll, I've been playing Teardown, but I won't talk about that yet because um, I've still got more of that to play, but that has been absolutely mm. hilarious on the streams. Um, it's basically a puzzle variant of Minecraft is the best way to describe it. You, you're, you're trying to do height... Like crazy physics-based mm. heists on different, um, at the moment, different small businesses. By the way, but um, yeah, everything's destructible. Everything's destructible, and everything is um, like there's um, lots of different ways to achieve the goal of say, like one one mission is like get in, get it, get in, and take the safe out of the office mm. building in a factory, and then you know how you like i think how i did that was i drove a massive jcb straight in through the wall <laughs> lifted it out with a jcb and then uh yeah and then kind of had to negotiate in with hilarious consequences uh, all the way across this factory with mm. this massive jcb that didn't fit so constantly having to put the safe down smash a wall out pick it up again that kind of thing but yeah there's some there's some weird weird and wonderful ways of getting mm. um getting the missions done in that game but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably talk about it more as I go through. But that is one game that I've had, oh, I've good. just been having such a good giggle with. But the only other main game that I've been playing is um, Pokemon Shield and Pokemon Go, sort of po- yeah. the two in combination. So um, yeah, I've I've played about no more than about two hours of any Pokemon game ever um, that I've ever picked up, and I thought, right, I'm going to make. I've got my son, my son my son was showing an interest in the Pokemon on the telly, blah blah blah. So we picked up Shield and he's been loving it and I've been playing it with him and that's been really, really good fun. But it turns out that if you've got really, really good presentation 
in a game, it will make me stick with it longer. Because um, mm. Shield is absolutely beautiful. And yeah, it's just been... Um, there's something about the way it's presented, the way that the <coughs> like the gyms have these sort of, sort of gym challenges and stuff. And yeah, just it's it's hooked me in and it's actually made me engage with it longer than any Pokemon game I've ever played. I'm actually sort of mm. three or four gyms in now. And uh, yeah, thoroughly enjoying it, going through the whole kind of collectathon that is Pokemon, but then also gaming it by walking around like in Pokemon Go, picking up different Pokemon and then sending it via Pokemon Home mm-hmm. to my Switch and then, you know, getting certain Pokemon that I couldn't get. I'm getting them early so I can level them up and, uh, yeah, just absolutely smashing through the game. Nice. And cheating the system. So, yeah, it's been uh, been good fun. Um, I Yeah, I, that's one of the ones that I, I will play at some point in the future, but I never finished... Um, oh, I can't remember what the last one was on the 3DS... It's, it wasn't X and Y. No, it was set in like... I want to say it was like gold and silver. It was like the remakes of red and blue? Something like that. It was one on... Um, it was too many... Uh, it, was, it was based on like a version of like Hawaii. Um, yeah. Uh, God damn it. What's it called? I never, <clears throat> I never fucking finished it. Um... Uh, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I never finished that one. Um, so I'm still looking it up. Why am I looking it up? This really does not matter. Um, <laughs> it's bothering you now. Oh, it really uh, is. You've got Pokemon Moon, Pokemon Sun. Pokemon Ultra Pokemon Moon. Alpha Suffer. That was it. Fuck. Yeah, that's it. So Pokemon Ultra Moon was uh, was the last one I had on the, the 3DS, and I, n- I never finished it, and I feel bad about just like abandoning it and moving on to another Pokemon game. So I don't know. At some point, I will get it, but I still do play. Don't um, worry, you won't hurt his feelings, mate. Um, <laughs> I know, I, but still, uh, it feels like I like uh, I'm cheating myself because I, I bought a game and then didn't finish yeah. it, and then started playing another one. You know. Um, I still do play uh, Pokemon Go from time to time. The problem is where I live, there's there's not a, a an, an abundance of Pokestops and gyms and whatnot. Oh, as I said, that's the problem so, with me. Is that I live in a village, so it's just one yeah. big Poke Pokestop everywhere. Oh, really? Park. Um, yeah. So like, literally I, on half term, it was taking my son out for a Pokemon hunt to the park and like yeah. doing all that, and yeah, it was great fun. Well, I, I live really, in a really small market town, a small historic market town, and we've got fuck all Pokestops. So, yeah, you can't move from mate. Honestly, you oh. cannot move from. So yeah, it's been a, been good fun, just like sort of walking <laughs> around with him, finding what we can find, and then like setting off the incense and drawing them all to us. I must mm. have been in the park for about a good three hours just hunting Pokemon. It cost me a fortune. Well, you know, it <laughs> keeps you out the house, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah. But it was all good. No, but the thing is, is like it was like me and my son. But that's a, that's the great thing about Pokemon, right? It's like it's kiddy enough to kind of draw in a four year old. But also, like, you know, I'm getting to now introduce him to games via that. Mm. And um, this is the first game that he's really engaged yeah. with. So, yeah, getting him hooked hooked early. Good. Um, <laughs> Andy. Hello. It is Jeffrey Dean Morgan's birthday today. It is. Just thought I'd, just thought I'd let you know that. 
screw it out to himself. Um, after our bit, little that, Jeffy Dean that. Morgan love fest on the last episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what have you been playing then? You've been playing some video games over the last few weeks? Yeah, I have. So, continuous Spyro with my daughter. I'm still enjoying that. Just still loving that. And no, that's a good game. She's got good it, sense. It is. And continuing with The Hobbit, um, which is... We've just completed the... Uh, Wood Elves realm in Mirkwood, which is okay. Strange. I don't know. What, sometimes I play this level, and I know they have to put challenges in. And I mean, you're not going to like the interpretation of the whole game of Middle Earth, but you want some logic. So basically, if you remember the Hobbit spoilers, the dwarves are captured, and foreign is. Um, separated and kept elsewhere and you have to go find foreign himself but you'd think they might put him deeper down into a wood elf realm instead of where this game shows you where you have to find him and they've placed him in almost like just above water and you have to fight monsters, and you have to jump um, big platforms, and you have to jump big gaps. And I was thinking, really, some bit of logic here, you know, realism, in the sense that for these elves to get to foreign, even just to feed him, it's an expedition. And mm-hmm. I was just having trouble. It's just a bit. When you get when you play these games and it's a PS2 era type game, you just think, "Come on!" Wow. I know you want to make it challenging for a video game, but do you have to make it like a sense of give it a sense of realism in the sense that the elves themselves have to have some sort of realistic chance of getting to the prisoner rather than fighting through monsters and jumping hoops and pulling levers left, right, and center. You're right. You're right, Andy. I do demand uh, a high level of realism in my fantasy games with little people and elves and dragons <laughs> and all. Oh, but I know, I know that, was, that, was, that was a cheap dig. That was a cheap dig. I, I, I know what you mean. Thing. I know. I know. You, you, you need some sort of... Lo- if, if, if it starts breaking established logic, even in a fantasy world, then, it's, then it gets a little bit uh, yeah. frustrating. Yeah. It's like the film and the book. We do have him logically placed. The game doesn't, but well, she's enjoying that as well. Um, so we'll continue with those. Um, two games, um, sort of played one with my brother and one by myself. Um, so went back to Overcooked, um, the original one on the um, PlayStation 4, the DLC, completed the first bit of DLC, the last morsel, um, next just six levels. Of um, manic cooking um, in this fiendish as ever, annoying as ever, where you just, um, but not quite as annoying as um, the main game. Um, so, completely the last morsel, highly recommended. Um, you have to play through it once to get to see what's going on. And all we're aiming for is to get at least one star. So we could progress. I'm not demanding um, perfection in this type of game because it's blooming difficult. Um, but yeah, I had to. Um, I had to stop playing Overcooked. 
uh, <laughs> right and uh, this is going to make me sound really fucking weird I would play it with my partner and a couple of friends uh, and I'd also like play some if they weren't available to play with my partner and whoever randoms online I had to stop playing it because it was starting to give me anxiety and it one particular level I had to stop playing because I thought I was going to have a panic attack now the right. only games that make have that effect on me are really really intense atmosphere first person survival horror games but for some reason overcooked triggered it for me I was getting so overwhelmed with the tasks you needed to do so quickly and I felt I, 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 it felt like when I fucked up I was letting everybody else on the team down and it got so Ooh. bad I was like I have to stop playing this Ooh. and I haven't touched it since Blimey. and Ooh. it's such a shame because it's such a good game um, but st like when you're trying to get like a th three stars in some of those later levels it's just t too much for me too much it is a lot isn't it I mean we would like to say just getting one star and sometimes getting two. Not really pushing it far, but I can you can sort of understand that feeling where um, you're having one wrong move, mm -hmm. whether you fall off or you miss your chopping thing, and the whole thing um, falls apart. And you, I mean, you might even get Gordon Ramsay coming and shouting at you um, for serving poor food. And so you've got but, um, so many plates spinning at once as well, because you've got like. Yeah. Stuff cooking on this pot and this stuff cooking in this pan, and if anything's burnt, then you have to throw it out and start again. And like the preparation and the cooking for some of that stuff takes so long. But like the 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 you've got the other people screaming at you for one ingredient so they can put together a dish and send it out, and you can't get it done. And then you fail that order, and it's just oh, it's just too much. I'm getting anxious just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of like did a bit of a trick where. The, late, the newer orders that were coming in, we tried to complete those because you get more tips. Mm. And you sort of... All right, the orders that the older ones, you'd, you'd lose like minus 10 um, worth of coins. But it sort of makes up for it. You're always progressing if you complete the newer orders because the tips were bigger. So you're completing those mm. quicker. I suppose that's probably a way yeah. to get through the game. To try yeah, off. and so we started. So we completed the last morsel, and we started the um, a few levels into the Christmas uh, DLC on the first game. So working our way through through that hmm. next time. Oh. Yeah, but oh yeah, it's still a great game. Still a lot of fun. Still recommended, maybe especially with early levels. And the DLC isn't as hard as the main game, as such. Mm. Um, but the main game I've been playing is um, a Ubisoft game. Um, one of these ones that surprised me is Far Cry Five. Mm, okay. Um, right. Yeah. Um, so this game, basically the plot <laughs> of what it does have, um, is set in Hope County, which is in Montana. Mm -hmm. Hope County is fictional. Montana um, is not fictional. No, Montana is not fictional, but Hope County is. And <laughs> you are like a young officer sent with the sheriff and another officer um, 
federal officer to arrest Joseph Seed, who is the preacher in this game. It's basically like um, those um, militias you get, like the um, oh god, uh, yeah. I can't remember the guy's name now. There was there's, there's been a few of them over the years, but it was one particular a few years yeah. ago during the Obama administration. Um, these sort of militias that decide that their land is exempt from federal law and blah 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 that's fine yeah that happens that shit gets shut down real quick um but the premise of far cry 5 is this cult is also like heaven's gate full-on um like proper proper religious cultists as well as being like a militia and they control an entire county in this state and apparently the u.s government's like do you know what it's fine was let it happen yeah it's fine yeah yeah we we can't get involved well well, we can't it's it's gotten too big the premise is real dumb yeah once you get past that it's fine yeah I mean, even so, you've got this thing called the Bliss, where the enemies who have got Bliss are, like, even harder. Oh, it's just a drug, isn't it? Washing them, mind it's, it's essentially they're growing some, some sort of opioid, yeah, you know. Drug. Yeah. Opioid, yeah, exactly. And, um, but yeah, that, that whole game, there's, there's, there's something about that game that I find mm-hmm. intensely creepy. Um, just every, everything about, like, that cult their followers, the different kind of, because it's multiple cult, there's like one main cult leader yeah. and kind of lieutenants underneath. And it's all, always, un, like they're, they're unsettling, they're all a bit weird. Whenever they're saying anything, it's all in riddles yeah. and it's all a little bit kind of away with the fairies. And you never kind of get a real sense of what they actually want or you know what this what their end like their, their end game is or what you know what their intent is it's it's just mm. i just found that intensely creepy yeah it, it is strange i don't think you know in terms of i mean one thing because i've just completed the first there's three regions in it um where you're fighting the lieutenants mm. and you can the game sort of does send you to one region to fight um john seed i think it is and i've just beat the first mm. lieutenant so i've got two more to fight and then I think I'll get to the final preacher guy. But mm. I think because what you're doing in this game is you are raising the resistance up in each counter. So you're completing missions. As you go, as you raise complete these missions, it raises gives you points and you raise resistance up. So I needed thirteen thousand points to raise. Um, what's it? 1,300 points to no, 13,000 13, points to raise the um, resistance. I think there's about 52 missions in each region or so, and I've done about 27, 28. So there's story missions, there's side missions, and there's little of a little side missions that you can sort of do it to. It does suffer from Ubisoft yeah, yeah. icon, icon map, map yeah. bath or whatever it they does. call it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no towers though. You don't have to but, do uh, the towers. There's no towers to um, yeah. climb or anything. No. It's all 
sort of unlocked by visiting. I want to say there's even a mission where they take the Mickey out of the fact that you're climbing towers. I think there is, yeah, from from what I played. It's been a couple of years since I played it, but I'm pretty sure there was. Yeah. So they kind of know it at this stage, but... I think they yeah. must know about this game. at this point. Yeah. Like, oh, God, yeah. But the one thing I did like about this game is the kind of like sidekick mechanic and the kind of different mm. stuff you get out of that. Like, I just had my, my old faithful dog yep. that I would just like send into camps and just spot everyone. And mm-hmm. I took the dog it everywhere. It shot yeah. at because it's a dog. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed that. It is good. I think what I like about the game, I think the game looks gorgeous. I think it's really the setting and everything and, you know, the wildlife and all that is a lot, you know, very interactive and adjusts to how you're doing and what you're doing in taxi. But it's a lot better than Far Cry Prime or the last Far Cry game I played and just bounced off. And it's more stronger setting rather than storytelling. But... I do find it interesting. The characters are interesting. You're going around helping characters and they give you stories. What I do like about it, it's very pick up, play for 20 minutes. Yeah. And put it's down. good, like, jump in, have an hour, set it down, forget it, forget about it, come back to it the next day. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's very, it saves regularly. Um, I think I completed the mission when I was in the plane and there's three parts to this mission. But... um. So I think you had to knock out two helicopters, two planes, and and do something else. I can't remember what it was, but when you knocked out a helicopter, it sort of saved it. So when you got killed, you didn't have to redo the hel- first helicopter. Right, okay. Just yeah, it's very generous second. with the so um, it's, quick save with the, 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 the yeah, checkpoints. checkpoints. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I like that, and the fact that you just pop in, pop out. Um, you can get little perks. I'm not. It's trying to funnel you into playing the style of how the developers want you to play. So to almost upgrade your character, you have to kill certain enemies. All right, with machine gun, fifteen, get two points. Then you have to do with a shotgun, and then you with a bow and arrow and a grenade launcher, and go and hunt these wolves and you get so many wolves there's loot and all that and it gives you points that way yeah. and that could have been better you know I think it could have been alongside you know like maybe an experience point marker or something because I'm not sometimes when you're just comfortable with a weapon and you just you know you can't happen to do it but because the perks improve your character you're having to oh well better go kill 15 men with my shotgun yeah. now and it does but it's artificially changing it i just feel like the, than... the game is um it, it was a game that was set up that this would be your one game for the year and you know mm. those those challenges and kind of all those upgrades and stuff were like oh well in, in my hour i'm gonna pick this up as joe blog's gamer you know um like mm. I'll, I'll just try and see if i can kill 15 of these wolves or whatever you know, it was, it was all stuff yeah. to elongate the game to kind of just give you more of an experience over a longer period of time. Yeah. I mean, experience is good. You know, you're flying planes. Um, I think you can fly helicopters. It's all very open mm. world. Um, you're encountering enemies quite fairly regularly. So you're always picking up points and, you know, you can drive along. You can rescue hostages. You know, but, but, and you rescue a hostage. That raises your resistance up by 50 points. So little things like that. I, 
I do think it's a very easy game to yeah. play. And I do like the fact that it's a very easy game. It's a very... I'm into the world. You know, I do like America and stuff. So, And I've travelled in these places that are like Montana. So uh, it does sort of drag you in in that style. And I do like the setting. Um, like I say, the stories and great. But, you know, I'm enjoying myself. You know, the ease of play, the ease I was of... in the, the same yeah, sort of position as well. Like The, the, the story was fine um i think far cry 3 was the only one that had like a half decent story and that was only good for a certain amount of time and then they killed off the only interesting character mm. um far mm. cry 4 was just was bad um like yeah. the story was just bad uh i didn't like the setting either um the, yeah this, the story in far cry 5 is, is just kind of nothing it's okay you know it's it's enough to keep you kind of going no. but it is the setting that that is in general i agree with you then it's it's like the oh. the wild open wilderness of the american midwest um yeah. it's why oh. it's the only thing that i still kind of like about red dead redemption 2 is just that big vast world to go and play in um oh. it's why i quite like playing american truck simulator you know um <laughs> so yeah I, I totally agree with you on 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 the setting the rest of the game is fine um yeah. if you can pick it up for cheap then yeah you should definitely definitely play it if you're a fan of those games just don't expect Either that to... will hold out for the uh was it far cry 6 <sighs> well far cry 6 is going to be a completely different setting that's going to uh. be set in a nondescript <laughs> Um, Latin American country, which is absolutely, definitely not Cuba, and is definitely not going to be absolutely <laughs> chock a block full of American right wing, anti yeah. uh, Cuban propaganda. And <sighs> all right, I wrote my dissertation at university on the Monroe Doctrine, which was the Americans' policy of um, we won't interfere in Europe if Europe doesn't interfere in Latin America, but they basically used that as an excuse to interfere themselves in Latin America and overthrow every government that they didn't like, which was most of them. Um, so I can already tell that the storyline in um, Far Cry 6 is going to be less than sympathetic to democratically elected socialist governments in Latin America and slightly more... Um, sympathetic to cia coups to overthrow democratically elected socialist governments in latin america but um i won't, I won't get too deep Blimey. down that rabbit hole it's something i've get very very passionate about which is why i wrote my dissertation no. on it at uni um but yeah the setting in in five is is great and it, yeah it, it's it's stunning um there's a lot to do. The stealth is yeah. solid. It's beautiful. It's not the best, but it is pretty mm. solid. Um, so stealthing your way and clearing out those outposts that way still is completely viable and it feels pretty good to do it. I feel like the driving is better than it had been in the previous yeah. games. Yeah, um, yeah there's, a di there's a difference between the cars. Mm. I've driven cars and they're all loose handling and stuff while you're driving the pickups that are a bit more solid and tight yeah. control with them. And there's, there's definitely um, so. less exotic wildlife, but there's still enough dangerous wildlife to make being out in the wilderness on your own, yeah, um, you know, risky. But, yeah, you yeah. could get jumped. Cougars, bears yeah, yeah, yeah. and wolves. Yeah. So. yeah. 
Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's, I'd recommend it because it's got that pick but up it's, play. Like I said, pick up a play for 20, 15 minutes. But don't you also down. feel like that series can, is becoming really, really stale? Yeah. Like they need to do something with I, it like they did with Assassin's I, Creed. I, I, think I think I just feel like open world games in general feel a bit stale. Well, they, bit kind they of did. Like I think the way they, they turned around the Assassin's Creed games is fantastic. Uh, I thought Origins was incredible. Odyssey was still really good, but a bit too bloated. Um, Valhalla, I think, is one of the best in the entire Assassin's Creed series. I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed and highly recommend Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, yeah, so they managed to fix that. that. Yeah, definitely do that. But So they managed to fix that... Um, that franchise because they took time away they took a year off which i mean i don't know how much money they're left on the table to say like you know what we're not going to release an assassin's creed this year it would be like activision saying we're not going to release a cod this year it's like one of ubisoft's biggest money makers and they said we're not going to release one this year we're taking a year off to bring something new something fresh and they've really and i mean it's not like they've brought out a far cry every year no when did Far Cry 5 come out? 2019? 2018. 2018. And so, but you know Far Cry 6 is going to be the same sort of thing. Mm. There may be more... You may have more densely populated areas because presumably this Latin American country that's definitely not Cuba will have a capital city, for example. Yeah, um, I do wonder if but, it's going to go back to like Far Cry 4. In in Thailand, not Thailand. Yeah, uh, but, Nepal, I think it was, but Nepal, well, yeah, not yeah. Nepal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely so, not Nepal. Yeah, and then you just think, well, <laughs> is that going to, uh, is it going to go back towards that where it was like very much like the resistance against the, you know, the invading forces and or the, the or the dictator and blah 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 blah, and it just feels like I that, don't that know. Wasn't I'm, as I'm in, not as interesting as. Far Cry 5 which mm. it's the one thing I will say for Far Cry 5 is it's not a story slash setting slash bunch of people that I see in a lot of games you know whereas revolutionary mm. governments yeah. that you're trying to overthrow well, I do. That's already been done and it's been done in a fun way and I don't mm. see how Far Cry 6 is going to be anywhere near as fun as Just Cause Yes, you know? this is it right? So that's the hump it's got to get no, over. We'll is see. What is it doing that's different to a Just Cause game? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I guess the thing it's doing differently is got, it's got Giancarlo Esposito in. Um, <laughs> it's who just I love. more dramatic. <laughs> yes. But that, that's about it. I mean, mm. you can say 5 got rid of the towers, so that was a... Bonus. Wow. Um, Great. I know. <laughs> Big move. Yeah. But for, but for me... Statement. The last time, last five, I've only played Far Cry Blood Dragon, which, which is amazing. Far Cry Primal, which I bounced yeah, off. Yeah, that one was, that one was like, supposed to be I terrible. I, I wanted to look, I wanted to love the setting because that's a very rare setting in video well, games. Prehistoric, um, prehistoric. Yeah. Mammal, yeah. not dinosaurs, but just it didn't even have it didn't even have the amount um, of um, voice acting, did it? It was all done through subtitles. Yeah, no. which I think is a brave move. And um, this five, so I haven't played three, I haven't played two, I haven't played four, and I don't feel the need to go play three and four. 
Three was no, good. I mean, you know, Three was a great time. game only because it was the first time you really saw a, a game like that in an open world. Yeah, um, I mean, it was hmm. well the first time since Far Cry Two, I guess. But yeah. um, it was a bit different, uh, you know. Yeah. And it and it had a memorable, an actually memorable antagonist for a yeah. while, and then it turned out he wasn't the real antagonist, and he had to spend half the game with some South African dude shouting at you on the radio, and it got a bit <laughs> shit. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's um, it's had a yeah. I'd day. recommend five if you mm. five if you want to, if you've never played a Far Cry f- game, five, I think five is a good start. Mm. I think you're coming probably one of the yeah. You're coming one in at one point. of the higher points, yeah. Apart from definitely, yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, that's about it. Cool. What about you? What about um, you? what have I been playing? Well, um. Yeah. One particular game I played some of, which uh, popped into my head while you were talking about Teardown, um, mm. is a game called Good Job, yes. um, which I streamed a little bit of. So this game is only on Nintendo Switch at the moment, because I can't remember who made it, but it was published by Nintendo, which is a shame, because I think this, this game would be a bit of a hit if it came out on other platforms I just as well. I to find this on PC. I it was yeah, a it's... Great game to play on PC. No, it's no, only on Switch. Doing. Yeah. Um, and it runs, it runs pretty well on Switch, but um, uh, basically, it's like you—I don't know—like it's it's like an isometric um, office building, um, and you run around as like a little stick person. Well, not not like a stick person, but you know, a little blob person. <laughs> I tell you what, though, um, the, the the style reminds me of is if someone animated um, warning signs. Like, you know, yes. industrial warning signs. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a really good description, actually. Um, so, so you're running around uh, these these floors on... Um, uh, each floor is like a different area of the building. You've got, like, finance floor, your R&D floor, the logistics floor, you know, whatnot. Um, and you go into... And each one has got, like, three levels and then, like, a boss level, I guess, where, where you have to perform a task. Maybe a little simple one, like the first one you go into, and it's like these guys in this room trying to do a presentation. But oh no, the the uh, uh, projector's broken. But there's another projector down here. So your job is to get the projector from that room down there into the main office. Um, and but the, but like you know, you'll 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 quickly realize, oh okay, uh, the the projector is actually too big to get out of the doors in this room. What do I do? Well, you stretch a power cable from. Uh, from the one socket into another socket and use it as a bungee cord and then pull the uh, overhead projector back on the bungee cord and then release it so it smashes through the wall and out into the office and then you can smash another hole in another wall to get it through into the into the presentation room and connect it up there job done good job um, yeah. and each sort of floor introduces new mechanics new ways of, of um, performing your tasks but the the levels are almost completely breakable like um you can cause absolute havoc smashing everything up in your on your your uh on your way to performing your task and in fact you get a better score the more you destroy the office on the way to it it's just a fun little <laughs> puzzle game physics puzzle game yeah it's great. um 
it's kind of yeah like you were saying when i was streaming it like it reminds a little bit of um human fall flat and um totally reliable reliable delivery delivery service service, but without like the silly physics of the actual character your character is really easy to move around but it's like everything else and produced yeah you know uh authored yeah that's probably a better way of of, but yeah I, i i thoroughly enjoyed watching your stream of it i thought it was it's a really, really game. good game. And it's like cutesy music. And like the, play the, the fact that no one reacts to you doing this stuff. Yeah. Like, this is completely normal and sane and rational in this world. Yeah. That you would do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody, nobody cares at all. Like, you're just absolutely destroying um, the, these offices and these um, warehouses and whatnot on, on your way. As you work your way up to the top and then, like, at the very end, you become the CEO of the company. Um, uh, and then you can go... you such a good job of, like... Fixing everyone's problems. Yeah, so you go way up to the top, you become the CEO, and then a special door opens up on the bottom floor, and it's just a big office full of all of the developers of the game, and you can just cause absolute havoc in the room full of all of the developers. Um, I've yeah, I finished it uh, in a I don't know maybe six hours, um, but I haven't. Uh, the entire game can be played in co-op, and I haven't tried that out yet. And um, I haven't collected all of the collectibles in all the levels, or got like a particularly good score in a lot of the levels. So like, there's a lot of replayability in it. Um, I will try and play some co-op with with uh, my other half at some point to to see how that works. Uh, but uh, it's a really really cool, neat little game. Um, it's usually fifteen pounds. Uh, I picked it up for like eleven, I think ten or eleven pounds when it was on sale on the Switch. Um, but I reckon even at full price, it's well, it's it's well worth your time. It's a oh, really really fun little game. Um, what else have we been playing? Uh, speaking of workplace shenanigans, uh, the other day I was looking on Steam and I was like, what can I play um, that I can run on this nine-year-old graphics card? Uh, and I spotted that a game that I've had in uh, on you know uh, I've, I've been looking at for a long time was on sale for a fiver, and uh, it's a game called Production Line, and this is the sort of game that struck that scratches a very specific itch for me. It's, it's the same uh, sort of itch that was scratched by that game that I think I talked about a while ago called Automa Chef, where you're making. Um, uh, you're creating like uh, systems in the kitchen of like grills and arms and conveyor belts and stuff like that to put orders out in a kitchen, but everything's automated. Um, it's that sort of game, but you are running a car production factory, and so like you have to put down all the different aspects. So this this is the this is where they build the chassis. This is where they build the body. This is where they paint it. This is where they put in all the electronics and everything and the engine here's where they put in the trim here's where they do the final testing and then you ship it out and you've got to like assemble these bits connect them up with conveyor belts but you've also got to connect them up with an overhead conveyor belt system which drops the parts in all the different areas um and start putting out a particular model of of cars that you've got to like research things like airbags and cruise control and stuff like that uh, uh, to improve your cars and to like diversify the models of cars you can make um, but also like researching ways to make um, improvements and efficiencies to your factory introduce new lines and, and whatnot um, some things that I want to figure out that I haven't been able to so far 
So like for instance, I built like a basic production line. Uh, the section that builds the chassis can do it a lot faster than the rest of the sections can do their job. So I thought, okay, um, there must be a way of, of having like a, a splitter in the conveyor belt. So it'll push one chassis left, one chassis right, one chassis left, one chassis right, and then build two of the rest of the production lines parallel side by side running off so one chassis unit feeding two production lines um have been able to figure out how to do that the tutorial is kind of thin there's a very very thick faq section and like guidebook section but from what i can make out the game was made by like one or two people um and the guy one of the guys who made it does a lot of youtube videos where he's talking about bits and pieces i need to learn more how to play the game it's not one that you can just jump straight into and it like eases you into it like automachef does uh it's going to take a little bit more learning but this is this is a go to youtube and like find someone who's you know written a tutorial yes i need to find someone else who's done a tutorial right because the game developers haven't done the greatest job of it themselves yeah. Uh, but it's really really cool like you're, you're doing all that stuff but then there's like also market forces as well coming in saying this like oh one of our competitors has introduced this particular technology it's going to become more it's going to be expected that this appears in cars more often so if you're not if you don't have that technology in your car then less people are going to buy it and looking at the market and seeing like how much you can charge for your vehicle based on what specifications are in it um and then like keeping an eye on like what types of vehicle are more popular at any particular time and having to adjust your factory on the fly to to make different types of vehicles depending on what is selling um i've seen like screenshots and some uh, video clips of like late game and oh my god it gets it looks like it gets really really complex later on um but it's the sort of thing that i can really sink my teeth into so i'm looking forward to that um Apart from those and some like other little bits and pieces, uh, I haven't got really anything else to talk about apart from Monster Hunter Rise, uh, which is, you know, it's a it's a big deal for me. Um, new a new monster. I, I you know uh, I didn't celebrate Passover this year, but I definitely celebrated a new Monster Hunter coming out. Um, monster, yeah, Monster Hunter Rise is. Um, <laughs> god where do i begin um it's sort of a it's not a sequel to monster hunter world it's a sequel to monster hunter 4 monster hunter generations the old 3ds games uh it's a sequel to those it feels like from what i've seen you play it feels like it's a halfway point between those two games where it's it's the ease and the convenience and the efficiency that's been put mm-hmm. to world but the feel and they're kind of moving from zone to zone of the older games and well no like, you know because they've, they've gotten rid of that there's none of the zone more. stuff it's it's one continuous open world uh well, each map is a one continuous yeah. open world like it is in world they've got rid of the segmented sections like in the old ones um they've taken all of the yeah. quality of life changes that they introduced in world and implemented those and then gone a step further in a lot of cases so the scout flies was a big um, step forward from the old, like having to find the monster manually and then hitting it with a paintball so that it would show up on the map for a while system of the old games. Um, but the scout flies wouldn't work in a handheld s- setting. So they said, you know what, fuck it. You've got an owl. 
and your owl's up in the sky and it's scanning and that means that the monster that you're hunting is or all the monsters in the map are always a uh, uh, viewable on the map in the bottom left hand corner so you just look in the bottom corner you can see where all the monsters are at any given time so you don't have to spend time faffing about tracking them gathering uh you don't have to stand over a mining point and hold one button while your character keeps chipping away at it slowly picking bits up you walk up to a, a, a node hit the button once your character does the animation you collect three or four items at once um everything has just been streamlined the game's like do you know what we've got all the stuff in that you usually like to do in a monster hunter we just made it really simple so you can just concentrate on the stuff that you are here to do which is fighting monsters Wanking yes monsters. um when it comes to that it's feels a lot faster even than world i went back and played some world uh with a couple of friends last night and world can can compared to rise feels a bit sluggish now um the movement oh, and wow. the the speed of weapons and everything just feels a bit slow and that's before you even count through uh, bring into account the fact that the rise has got this system called wire bugs which is like you've got a couple of these little bugs that you basically throw them out like a grapple hook um so you can and then, like you can use them to like scale up walls and and cross chasms. Um, this is the first monster that's had like completely free climbing. You can climb on anything, as long as you've got enough stamina. It's like Breath of the Wild. You can climb up anything. You like the level of exploration um, in these worlds is just insane. Um, but they've introduced those into combat as well. So like when you get hit by a monster. Uh, you can wire bug, use a wire bug to pull yourself out of the falling animation. So instead of like being thrown for the air, hitting the ground, lying there for a few seconds, then getting up, you just hit left trigger and B, and then boom, you're back in the fight immediately. Um, so there's no time wasted faffing about. You just like, oh, I got hit. Doesn't matter. I'm going straight back in. Um, or you can it's wire bug. Like a- like a stagger, but yes, actively, yeah. Like, or or you can like pull yourself out to the side, quickly heal up, pull yourself back in. It's just. The tools that they've given you to just stay in the monster's face, fucking it up as much as possible, um, as quickly as possible, is just great. Uh, and they've introduced uh, whole new moves for each of the, the weapons with the wire bugs um, that add like a whole other dimension uh, onto the, f- the, the the weapons that weren't in uh, in Monster Hunter World. Um, it's it, it's it's a stunning game for the platform that it's running on. It's unbelievable that it's running on, a, yeah. you know, a mobile processor from four years ago. You know, yeah, um, I can't believe how good that game. It's was. yeah. It's it's actually when did the Switch come out? Twenty seventeen was it? Yeah, something like that. Well, I remember. Uh, Nintendo Switch release date. I should know because um, yeah, t- two thousand and seventeen, right? So f- yeah, a mobile is running on a mobile process- processor from four years ago, uh, and it looks absolutely stunning. Uh, it only runs at like thirty frames a second, but it doesn't dip at all. Um, the uh, I love the setting. There's the sort of like um, feudal Japan feel of it uh all of the the maps um the monster icons have all been changed um so they're like japanese watercolors um all of the music um the ex- like 
there's new there's lots of new music but also like the existing themes for certain monsters that have been brought back have been given like a slight twist slight like japanese traditional japanese music flair to it um yeah i just i mean i could go on about it forever so i'm not, I'm not going to because it's it's really really good the only problem i've got with the game is that it's um now this may be a combination of the fact that the, the covid um and also the fact that the studio were hit with a ransomware um thing uh a while back and the game at the moment doesn't really have an ending so you have like a final fight right um that doesn't feel like a final fight and then like a cutscene, and then it's like well we'll uh we'll have to come back and fight that monster again later because we didn't kill it but then that's it that's it no but is that just no dlc is it a uh zero's no 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 it's it's they are so so there's a um uh, a content update coming. So this game came out at the end of March. There's a content update coming out at the end of this month, which introduces a bunch more monsters, um, lifts the cap on your hunter rank, and introduces uh, an old elder dragon from one of the from the older uh, monster in the games, a monster called Camellios that I'm looking forward to fighting. And then there is another content update coming um, later. No, not sure when, which will introduce more end game content and add more stuff onto the end of the story i think it's just a case that like they had this date and they had it set and they were like do you know what we're missing like a few little bits and pieces we can add those in later let's get out the door it's not like the game is broken in any way there's no bugs really uh apart from um well, apart from, <laughs> yes, no, there's no issues apart from like um, uh, there's there's one of the systems, uh, the RNG in it is a little bit funny at the moment, but I'm I'm not going to get into the weeds on that. It would bore the hell out of you if you didn't know uh, the ins and outs of Monster Hunter. Um, yeah, I just it's just I I thought that it was going to struggle to um feel as good to play as world did because it's going to be playing on less capable hardware um no is it the same team no uh, i don't think so i don't i I don't they don't really talk too much about that all they did say is that the the development for just seems like between that this and world it seems to be well, absolutely smashing it out of the park so i didn't just didn't know if there was like a overall director i don't kind of I, I think so i think there is there you know, may be directors overseeing or... both but monster hunter rise's development started whilst monster hunter world was still in its post-release um before iceborne came out um i can't remember when they said it's been they said it's been right. in development since like 2018 or something like that uh, or possibly before then. Um, it's been in development for a long time. So there was definitely a lot of crossover, o- a lot of overlap between the two because it, it was in development for way before um, uh, Monster Hunter World's uh, big expansion came out. So um, I, I, I'm guessing they had two different teams. But yeah, it's um, like I said, it, 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 it felt... I, I, I was worried that it was like this is going to be a cool, neat little Monster Hunter that I play on my handheld system, um, and occasionally on the TV. But Monster Hunter World still going to be the main one. Um, it's honestly, it's better than Monster Hunter World, I think. 
Uh, it's not as like visually arresting because it's not on as capable hardware, uh, but it does more with the art direction rather than just the sheer graphical power. Um, I think it's a beautiful game. I think it plays better than Worlds. Um, it's got more monsters in at launch than World did, and uh, as long as they follow the same sort of model that World did, they'll add more and more stuff in. Um, I could imagine us having some more crossover events. It's set in feudal Japan, and you have a dog. So if they do not do an Okami crossover, then I don't know what the fuck is wrong with them over at Capcom, because they own that franchise. <laughs> um, yeah, I forgot to mention, now you have a dog that you can ride around. You can ride, yeah. Yeah, which is great. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's just fantastic. Utterly fantastic. I've, I've been playing... i played an obscene amount of it. Uh, it's been out... Less than a month, and I have clocked in well over a hundred hours already, uh, which is, yeah, yes, no, it's um, it's worrying. <laughs> um, but is it good for beginners? Or is it an ideal game for beginners? I mean, not from as what much I've been hearing. as much as a Monster Hunter game can be. Ooh. So Monster Hunter's never been great at onboarding for new players um it's it got a hell of a lot better with with world and rise is significantly better than that i think it is the most accessible monster hunter game yet but oh, it still has a but that's that's like saying oh, i don't know i can't even think of an example um it, it, like, it's like saying oh yeah mcdonald's is the uh most you know healthy <laughs> of all the fast foods that you can get yeah, you know, it's like it's still fast food and it's still a million calories, but you know, blah blah blah. It's like yeah. saying, like, you know, uh, skateboarding is significantly more accessible than surfing. <laughs> like, it's still really fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you don't go to an ocean to do it. No, no, but but yeah. the same with any Monster Hunter game. There is already a massive wealth of videos online with weapon tutorials and whatnot. Um, as long as you know, as long as you can get involved in like a subreddit or a Discord group, or you know some people who play Monster Hunter who can like show the ins and outs and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, I'm still learning stuff. I, I even like a hundred and something hours into Rise, I'm still learning stuff about the intricacies of this game. Um, because it's like there's a, there's a whole lot of systems running in the background of stuff that you can have going. Um, you can send your have... like. Yeah, go oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say if I have like world, right? Yes. And I'm listening to you do this and I say this, and I was like, I don't really want to spend out on like another Monster Hunter game. Is it worth going back to world to get that feel to then pick up Rise, or is it, or would you just say no, just go and buy Rise? Uh, oh, it depends what you want. Rise is more immediate. Rise is, I haven't, uh, I mean, like, in World, um, because everything's a little bit slower, a little bit more deliberate, um, hunts can take 20, 30, 40 minutes. Like, I regularly almost ran out of time on hunts in World. Uh, I don't think I've done a hunt in Rise that's lasted more than 10 minutes, because... Okay. Because you have the like moving around the world so much quicker, the combat so much quicker, the uh, getting up in the monster's face is so it's so easy, and like the tools that it gives you to to dodge and defend and get out of the way of the monster once you've learned that monster's uh, moves, um, like yeah. 
all most of the weapons have like a wire bug attack, a, a wire bug skill, which is either like get the fuck out or massive counter attack. So it's either like your wire bug will pull you out of the way of a monster's attack, or it'll put you in a position where you can like tank the damage and then do a massive counter attack. And that's on almost every weapon in the game. So it's just cut down on the downtime and like the you know running around on the outside of a battle chugging health potions because you're um you know you're you, you desperately trying not to die um th certain things like there's a hunting horn in the game which is fucking broken which i love um hunting horns uh in monster up to this point what you had to do is like press a particular combination of inputs and it would queue up a song then you press another combination of inputs queue up another song another combination, queue up a third song, and then you'd have to pull the right trigger and do pull off a performance to play these songs. If you got hit at any point, interrupted, have to start again. Uh, and that's the way that it always worked. I still loved Hunting Horn, but it was kind of... You could see why, why the Hunting Horn was the least used weapon in Monster Hunter World. Monster Hunter Rise, um, it's... You can still play the old way if you want, but I don't know why you would. Uh, there's a new system in it um, where it's like you literally just get up in the monster's face and you're swinging your hunting horn and twatting it in the face. Two inputs of X plays one will immediately play one song. Two inputs of A will immediately play another song. Two inputs of X plus A will immediately play your third song. You don't have to cue them up. It just plays straight away. Um, and you can also put a node down on the ground, which will resonate and replay the song that you just played so when you play a song it plays it twice combine that with the fact that there is a particular hunting horn which has got like health up large which is like here's a chunk of health for you and everyone in your group just for pressing two buttons um health regeneration which for pressing another two buttons means that everybody's health starts to regenerate on its own anyway and one which is like earplugs which means that when the monster roars you don't get stunned and you can just keep hitting it in the face um if if you have someone in your group with that hunting horn, nobody's dying. You just nobody carts. Yeah. You're just fucking indestructible. And uh, it's not a it's not a bug. It's not it's broken. It's just you have to grind a lot to get this particular hunting horn and spec it out in a particular way, and then go out and use it. And not everyone wants to use it because hmm. the, uh, some of them there may be other weapons have been more fun. So I don't know. I'm rambling a bit. Um, world is still really good world is still really 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 good um yeah. and it's going to be going on for a while um until whenever they turn the servers off and then you'll still be able to play it you know solo um because none of that stuff is stored server side it's in maintenance mode now so basically all of the um seasonal um events that they had rotate out every four yeah. weeks or something so it's one, you know, every every four weeks you'll have like, oh, here's the Christmas event, or here's the Halloween event, or whatever. Um, all the yeah. all the old special quests, the crossovers with The Witcher and other Capcom games and Horizon Zero Dawn, that stuff's all in there. You can do the Monster Hunter movie crossover quest if you really, really want to, but I'd really recommend you don't because it's bad. Um, that stuff's still in. It's still a fantastic game, and jumping in the other day, there was no shortage of people playing it. But if you want to get in on the ground floor of a new Monster Hunter and you want something that's a bit quicker, a bit more immediate, a bit, uh, a bit more 
Like you can absolutely sit and play it for six hours straight and not even realize where the time's gone. But you can also pick up and play it for half an hour and feel like you've actually done something. Um, hmm. Then Rise is definitely the way to go. Okay. Nice. And I've talked about that game far too long. And I apologize. I will probably talk about it some more <laughs> on future episodes. But at the moment, it's my game of the yeah. year. Oh, cool. Are you, um, quick question, are you going to back the um, board game, Monster Hunter World? I mean, f- fucking yes. <laughs> yes. Um, it's on Kickstarter at the moment. It's got over two million. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if the people who are making it have got previous at all, but I'm 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 on board for a Monster Hunter board game for sure. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. They did um, Dark Souls, which was very well received. So uh, it's all right. I got it. Don't like it. So. Yeah, but you don't like Dark Souls, do dark. you? No, it was too Dark Souls. It was Dark Souls as a board game. Here we go. Monster Hunter World, the board game, ultimate tabletop monster hunting experience, cooperative arena combat board game based on the best-selling video game. Yeah, just over two million pledged of their one hundred and fifty thousand dollar goal. It's kind of Kickstarter's fucking nuts. I've been watching. Have either of you ever watched a um, HBO sitcom called Silicon Valley? I've heard no, of it. I've, ne- I've never watched it, but I it's know of it. Really, really, really good sitcom about a Silicon Valley startup, um, created and, and co-written by um, Mike Judge of Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill and Office Space and whatnot fame, and he was like a, a software engineer in Silicon Valley in the late eighties. Um, so he kind of knows a little bit about that world, and, and it's just like the the kind of the 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 ridiculousness about the amount of money being thrown around uh, in that whole in the tech world. Um, every now and then, I like I'll see a Kickstarter and I'll be like, "That money is fucking nuts!" Like they've got a two million two million pounds pledged towards this board game, um, and then you hear about how some really terrible app got bought out by a tech company for like a billion pounds or something like that you realize that oh no two million is fucking nothing yeah this looks um this board game looks good i'll I'll probably probably get it i mean if only if i can paint the statues just <laughs> <You probably laughs> have them on your shelf I, oh no i've already got like capcom uh did these uh like Little miniatures you could get, like blind boxes, uh, blind box monster hunter um, things, where like you'd get oh, like right. a monster in. Um, we've got four of those up on the shelf at the moment. Um, plus, I've got uh, three monster hunter stories amiibo, and I would have the monster hunter rise amiibo as well if they weren't sold out on all the official channels and being resold elsewhere for three, four times the price. Yeah, the Magnum Arlo, yeah. which is like the big oh. cover monster, the monster that's on the front cover <laughs> of Rise. Uh, that Amiibo, the cheapest I saw it for was 60 quid uh, on a uh, another site. Well, I'm not paying more than retail price for an Amiibo, so no. I'll wait plastic. on that. Anyway, I've talked about Monster Hunter long <laughs> enough, and I would quite like to go and play some more of it. So, um, yeah, let's wrap this up. <laughs> Fucking hell, we've gone for nearly two hours um, talking wow. about... yeah, man. Reptile poop and whatnot. Um, so this episode will be coming out on Monday. I will be streaming. So as, as you hear, if you if you hear this on Monday uh, tonight, I will be streaming more um, Astral Chain. 
I probably should have talked about that a bit in what I've been playing, but this episode's long enough as it is. I'll talk about it on another episode. Um, so yeah, more of Astral Chain, which is Platinum's like mo- most recent game, I think. Um, Tuesday, yeah. uh, more um, more Outriders more with uh, Chazzy and Adam. I'm looking forward to that. You, you still, yeah. what you reckon? You're about a third of the way through that. About halfway. About halfway, right, so I think. Still a few more yeah. um, sessions to go before you finish that. Um, yeah, we're just banging our heads together trying to get that. Yeah, trying to get through. Uh, Wednesday, <laughs> uh, I presume Adam will be back with some more um, Mafia remasters. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hopefully. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I need my graphics card back so I can go back to playing it. Um, Thursday, Andy, mm. what are you going to be playing? I'm not sure. I might um, stream a new game called Luxligant. I might stream that. Okay. Well, I'll just keep an eye on the on the Twitter feed and you'll cool. yeah. see when you play. Or Far Cry 5 or Construct. Yeah. Okay. Whatever you fancy playing, <laughs> that'll be what you're streaming. Yeah, that's it. Um, Friday, I don't know, maybe we'll do so. We'll do another Among Us session. Or maybe, if I've got my graphics card, maybe we could do something else. Maybe we could play like Deep Rock Galactic or something like that. Yeah. Oh, I'll be for a bit of Deep Rock Galactic. I've got that on my Xbox. We're banging for playing a bit. You've got an Xbox as well, haven't you, Andy? Yeah. yeah you got Game yeah. Pass? I do. Oh, okay, then you can play that with us as well. Um, yeah, I can play that. Let's be. Yeah. Space Dwarves. Space Dwarves. Yeah, um, and then on <laughs> um, Saturday, what are you going to be streaming, Chazzy? Saturday, I think, even though I was had started Brutal Legend, I'm not mm. feeling it. So. I think I might switch to Desperados 3 as Gears Tactics was such a yeah. resounding success. Um, I think, yeah, sort of try and stay in that vein and, um, yeah, go go Cowboys, RTS yeah. Cowboys. So, yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to do. Or you could next. do um, so, yeah, Wasteland 3. Yeah. Oh, Wasteland another... 3, yeah. But no, I think yeah. I'll, I'll do Desperados because it looks like Accessible. it's kind of a little bit more. Little a little less. less RPG. Yeah, yeah. It's not, not yeah. quite as um, heavy. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So, a little bit more arcade So, yeah. And I'm Sound. looking forward to that. And... Yeah, see right. what that's all well, about. Well, um, yeah. yeah, you can uh, keep an eye on the socials. Keep an eye over at, um, at uh, Laps Gamer Twitter feed to see updates of what's been streamed, where, when, why, and how. Um, anything new on the website, Andy? So time yeah that's understandable so. um yeah nothing nothing on the website but we'll get something up there soon um the youtube channel i will update again at some i need to get back into that uh i, I might start doing um monster hunter rise mm. mate sounds like you need to do a little for like monster hunter oh no 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 i wouldn't do that there's a there's a million and one people who yeah. who are way way better at that sort of thing you've already done them so just go and if you picked up monster hunter rising you know what you're doing go and watch someone who knows what they're talking about go and watch gaijin hunter or arex or uh Rurikun or someone like that um but no what i might do is like start doing, doing some edits of our twitch streams and uploading those onto youtube um that sort of thing no, no, that'd be good. So yeah, I'll uh, I'll yeah. update people when that stuff starts going up. Um, yeah, um, thanks very much for joining me, gentlemen. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you again. Awesome. Always enjoyable. Good. Thank you. Um, 
thank you for listening to this bumper length episode sorry it's gone on we it's been we haven't talked about games for a while yeah and we like to <laughs> ramble been away for a while um yeah. and yeah we'll see at this point mark's audio cut out abruptly i think he said goodbye or something either way if you made it this far into the episode well done pat yourself on the back now go and do something more worthwhile bye <laughs>